Hi everyone, Sudhir Reddy here, SVP of Engineering at Esper and host of There's a Device for That. Today, you will hear from a very interesting company. It's called Ordermark, and I had the pleasure of talking to the Chief Technology Officer, Arpan Desai, live in front of an audience. And you're going to hear about all the greatness that Ordermark is bringing to the restaurant industry, and we'll regroup after we're done with the talk. Here you go. Arpan, it's been a few years of us working with you at Ordermark and some amazing stories together that we've journeyed together that we've come through. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What brought you to Ordermark? What, you know, what makes you tick? Yeah, so I've, I've always been sort of a software geek from when I was a kid. Worked at large technology companies, ranging on things from like mobile phones to enterprise database systems. Uh, about 15 years ago, I got the bug to get into the startup world um, and work for several different startups. We're running product teams, running engineering teams. Last couple of years, been a CTO for a couple of companies, joined Ordermark about uh, three years ago. The thing that compelled me to join was really their mission at the end of the day, mm. which is helping restaurants grow their business. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so speaking of restaurants growing their business, tell us about what your business model is. What do you do for these restaurants? Yeah, so we have a couple of different offerings that we have. One of them is more of a technology-focused one. It's online order aggregation for restaurants. As restaurants have adopted services like DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub, they get tablets from each of them. And you can imagine, you know, when you get a few of these delivery partners, you have these tablets all buzzing and just a nightmare in the kitchen to deal with that. And so what the order mark system does is takes all that and combines all the orders onto a single tablet and printer and lets a restaurant sort of scale out delivery partners without having that operational overhead. And then during the pandemic, we grew another side of our business called NextBite, which is really partnering with restaurants and creating virtual brands for them to drive additional orders into their kitchen. Again, at the end of the day, just trying to help restaurants grow their business. Oh, that's fantastic. Any restaurants we know? Or are they all mom and pop shops? What are the kind of restaurants? Yeah, you know, it, it ranges from individual operators to enterprise restaurant chains. You know, everybody's needs are a little bit different, but really we run the gambit from, again, single locations to multi-thousand locations. Okay. So, so if I get this right, not only are you aggregating their multiple delivery services into one thing, but you're also helping utilize their kitchen time or their infrastructure time, if you will, to optimize and get more revenue out of that. Yeah. You can imagine that, you know, restaurants have busy times throughout the day, right? Maybe a restaurant is busy for lunch, but not so busy for breakfast or they're really heavy on dinner, but not so heavy on late night. And what we can do is provide online only brands where they're cooking food for online delivery that sort of fill in those holes, taking advantage of the labor that's already there, the food they already have on in-house, and really just utilizing that excess capacity. That's a fantastic story and, and seems like as in the last five or six years since these uh, delivery services have become more and more popular, that's a, something that now is obvious that somebody needs a solution for, but I wouldn't have thought of that. That's innovation right there. For well, the, so the idea came from one of our co-founders, Alex Cantor. Mm -hmm. He's part of the Cantor family who owns Cantor's Deli in Los Angeles. It's a 91, 92-year-old Jewish deli in, in LA, very famous. And he saw this issue in the kitchen of Cantor's Deli. 
where they had signed up for, I think, six or seven different online ordering services. And the staff was effectively rebelling. They didn't want to deal with the tablets. I think they were getting faxes from some of the providers. And he realized that they needed something where all orders were coming in via one channel, something that was just more manageable for the staff. Faxes. Now, I haven't heard of that in a long time. <laughs> so tell us about how Esper came into your world. What was your experience before Esper? What did you look at Esper for? And how did you end up using us? Yeah, so we were buying retail tablets off the shelf. You know, we were a startup. We weren't super savvy at that point. That tablet had an accompanying device management solution that we were using. And, you know, for the first few hundred customers, that worked really well for us. As we were scaling up, the manufacturer basically said, hey, this tablet is no longer going to be available for sale, but we have a replacement. We were happy with the existing solution, so we started testing their new tablet, and it didn't actually work with their device management solution. And that was sort of the epiphany moment for us where we realized we couldn't be beholden to a single tablet manufacturer for two. We needed a device management solution that let us have a lot more flexibility. And so we found Esper and we started testing it out on our older tablets, the newer tablets, even tablets from other vendors and found Esper to be a great partner with us that we were getting that flexibility. We've evolved our hardware solution to the point where we're actually using custom hardware. And Esper has been along for the ride the whole way. We're going from retail off-the-shelf tablets to a custom hardware solution. Yeah, and then looks like we, Esper also supports the original vendor's tablets you had, the new vendor's tablets you have, and your yeah. custom devices yeah. that you're now... We have, yeah, I think we have five different models out there between four different vendors. And we get a consistent experience through Esper to manage all of those. You know, one single dashboard to see our fleet and manage that. And I don't think there's any other solutions out there that would give us that visibility and simplicity in management. That's just amazing. And we're glad that we're, that we're on the journey with you there. So coming out of the pandemic, I know that as sad and as much grief as the pandemic caused, some of the tech industry also benefited from that. And the trends changed and online ordering became a thing. How did that happen in your world? And then what are you seeing after the, at the tail end of this pandemic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were trends that we expected to play out over five years, six years. And unfortunately, the pandemic accelerated all of that. Good for our business, but obviously not the circumstance we'd want that to happen under. But trends in terms of, we saw an e-commerce revolution 20 years ago with retail in general. That hadn't hit the restaurant industry yet. During the pandemic, the restaurant industry as a whole went through that revolution in a very compressed time period and a 12 to 18 month time period where restaurateurs realized that online ordering was no longer an optional channel. It had to actually become a core part of their business. Even as we're coming out of the pandemic, the trends we're seeing is that online ordering is not going away. Consumer behavior has fundamentally changed. And again, just like e-commerce or retail, for food, people now have the expectation that within 30 minutes, I can have whatever food from my favorite restaurant delivered to my house. Fantastic. Fantastic. As you're coming out of that, I know that you talked a little bit about utilizing kitchen space and things. So what's the trajectory for that business? Uh, how are you taking that forward? Yeah, that part of our business is called NextBite. And it's something we had started prior to the pandemic. Again, super accelerated during the pandemic where we partner with restaurants that have underutilized capacity to fill that capacity. So we've seen tremendous growth there 
where again, restaurants realizing that online ordering has to be a key pillar of their business. This is a way for them to supplement their existing brands with us helping out with branding and marketing and some operations and really, again, maximizing the use of that kitchen. Awesome. I'm going to take you in a little bit of a different direction here now. All right. This morning when we talked, when I did my presentation, I presented a maturity model for our device vendors and device fleets of devices on where you are. In case you haven't seen that, we're talking about a model where you have a manual all the way to completely intelligent and automated fleets of devices. Where would you assess yourselves to be today? And uh, we talked about several aspects of that in there. Where would you assess yourselves to be and where would you like to be in the next year or two? We've actually gone through this journey. I mentioned we we're buying tablets off the shelf. Now we have our own bespoke solutions there. One of the things that we're focusing on right now is really how we start managing the exceptions. Instead of focusing on the 99% or you know getting distracted by the 99% where everything is working fine, really bubble up that 1% and make sure we're focusing our efforts on resolving that. Where I'd like to take us is more proactive predictive modeling there where we're getting ahead of issues that are popping up. You can imagine in the restaurant space, if our hardware goes down, for example, and it's Friday night, not an ideal time to have downtime. And so as much as we can get ahead of that and again, predictively determine that, hey, some, there's issues happening with a piece of hardware, and preemptively be able to resolve that, that's a big win for us. That's great. And uh, I know you talked about security and you're passionate about security and you took care of that early in the cycle. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think it's just my background. We, I was at Microsoft when they were having security issues, uh, as some of you may remember. And so it was ingrained in me pretty early in my career that security is not something that you need to think about second. It's something that needs to come first. So yeah, in terms of that maturity, we have always taken security very seriously with that mindset that we didn't want to be reactive. That's a place where we want to be actively proactive. Yeah. And you, the listener, security is super important. And we were talking about bringing security into the mix much early in the cycle, a la DevSecOps in the world, so that you're shifting all of your security practices to earlier so that you don't have surprises later on in the cycle and your device fleet is much more secure that way. So here's another way of how devices are being used in many, many innovative ways to solve new and unique problems that are up and coming in the world. What's next? Where are you heading? And how can Esper be a great partner for you on this? Well, I, I think you said a key word there, partner. You know, we've, as we've grown our offerings and the size of our business, you know, we've always viewed this relationship more as a partner. And I, I think that's a two-way street. You know, one of the things that we've really enjoyed working with Esper on is really what drives our business and what can Esper do to help us with that. It's been great having that relationship in place where we're bouncing ideas off of each other and figuring out what makes sense. In terms of our business and where it's going, I think we're going to continue on our mission of making sure restaurants are filling their capacity and driving more revenue at the end of the day. Again, the core of the company is helping restaurants make more revenue. And that's where we continue to go. So one of our new product offerings that's coming out next quarter is tooling that we built for ourselves internally that we're actually productizing. So the first one there has to do with accounting and helping restaurants reconcile their accounting with all these online ordering services. It's been a pain point for years, and it's something that we had to address for ourselves with our Xbyte business. 
And so now we, you know, we're, as we've talked to partners about that and they've sort of seen that they're like, well, how can I use that for my own business? And so that's the first of a few different products that we're going to be releasing soon, really helping restaurants address their pain points. Yeah. So two things that you talk about security and data, which this is, I'm very passionate about that. I think we're going to be good friends in, so. in all of this. For the CTO that's listening to this podcast, what message do you have in, in terms of generally where you're going and what they should be thinking about? What do you think about? What do you worry about? Uh, I still worry about security. As much as, right on. Try, as, as, as much as you get proactive about it, uh, you can't be complacent. So that, that is definitely a worry. Um, but what, what excites me is really this, again, this industry is still to some extent it's in its infancy when it comes to online ordering and really technology in general. The restaurant industry has not historically been very tech forward. And I think the pandemic has really accelerated a lot of operators to realize they can embrace technology, they, they can embrace data to help them make their operations more efficient and grow their businesses. Awesome. Arpan Desai, Ordermark, thank you so much. This was a fascinating discussion. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you. That was Arpan Desai, Chief Technology Officer of Ordermark. Sometimes we don't think about how new problems surface themselves. Today, restaurants face the problem of having to serve their orders through multiple delivery providers. And what Ordermark is doing is innovating in that space. They saw a problem with how restaurants have to react to, in many cases, have multiple devices on their desks to fulfill their orders. And we saw that Ordermark is bringing an, an innovative solution to the market and how Esper is along the journey with them, helping them there. We had the privilege of helping them through all of this. This is There's a Device for That, and you can get a new episode every Tuesday on whatever you use to get your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe. There's a Device for That is brought to you by Esper, the industry's first and leading DevOps platform for device fleets. If you're interested in learning more about how Esper can help you better manage your device fleet, reach out. Go to esper.io or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at E-S-P-E-R-D-E-V. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of There's a Device for That.